Good evening, guys. This is Brad with Ball Down South Sports Wave. Um, we're going to be doing our game day pick 'em week four today. Um, again, I have John Hammonds with me. Are you ready for this? Yes, sir. I can't believe we're already in week four. It's pretty wild, isn't it? Yeah, we're a quarter away through the season already. Are pretty close. Are pretty close to it, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, last week we went through 12 games and me and you both, uh, we missed some and got some, uh, a little bit different, but we both went seven and five. Hey, you said you was going to catch up. Uh, <laughs> we were, I was one behind. So we both went seven and five last week. Um, so I didn't catch up, but you know, at least I stayed right there with you. On that. Yeah. So, and then we're doing the runyourpool.com. We're doing a couple of pools. And I'm going to be honest with you. I was really, really busy last weekend with work. And I actually slipped up and didn't get my picks in last week. Did you notice that? I think I did. Yeah. I I noticed it on the uh, page when I was looking on it. I, I saw that you had. You'd forgot about it. Yeah, man. I was um, Friday and Saturday last week. I worked a tremendous amount of hours. And I don't know, man. Well, Thursday, too, actually, because I was preparing and getting everything ready. Um, and I don't know. It just completely slipped my mind. But anyways, so you did all right. Um, you went and the one with just me and you, we do 13 games. You went nine and four last week. I'm rolling right now, brother. Yeah, man, you went nine and four in that. And out of the 13 games, that was pretty. That's pretty nice, actually. When you're hot, you're hot, bro. So you're like way ahead of me now. You were like two points ahead of me. Now you're like 12 or something. So I'm gonna have to spend the rest of the season make sure I get my picks in. And try to catch up with you. <laughs> and you're saying good luck, right? I'm saying good luck to you. <laughs> All right. So then we do the fan pool. And Big Blue Ron won last week. I think it's Ronald Floyd um, is his name. I know Ronald. He's a good failure. Yeah, um, he went five and one last week. There was actually a tie between Adam Brown, uh, A Brown 84 is his handle. Um, they both went five and one, but Big Blue Ron won the tiebreaker, um, on the point scored and won the week last week. So, um, he is moving on up the leaderboard and just want to give a shout out to Big Blue Ron. He was, you was right behind them. They both went five and one. You went four and two. That was an excellent week last week. Yeah. So, like I said, I just want to give a shout out to a couple of them that are that are doing pretty good. Um, get yourself tailored number two, which I think is Greg Hoover. Um, I think he's still in the lead, ain't he? Yeah. He he had won the two weeks prior to that, and he's still in the overall lead. So that's kind of give you a little bit of update on our uh, pick'ems that we've been doing each week. 
So we're going to get into week four and start talking about some of these games. So that sounds good. Our first game that we're going to go over is a Friday night game, um, and it's Maryland at Michigan. the the line that I had seen a couple of days ago was 16 and a half. Do you know where it is currently? Mm, I think it's 17 now. That's a Saturday game, actually. Is it a Saturday game? Yeah, I was looking at the schedule. It's at 12 o'clock Saturday, yeah. Okay. I thought I seen where it's listed as a Friday game. Okay. That was Syracuse and Virginia, I believe. Uh, yeah, Syracuse. yeah, Syracuse. I believe you're right, man. I'm right. sorry. Yeah, oh, no, you're good. I was, I was wondering, I kept thinking, he said Saturday, Friday. I'm like, that's Syracuse. Yeah, <laughs> well, that game was listed above them, and I just got them mixed up. So, anyway. Oh, you're good. We're yeah. good. Uh, so, we're going to go with Maryland at Michigan. So, we're going to go with 17 points. Uh, Michigan is actually averaging – more points than anybody right now. I think it's like 55.3 a game or something, but they haven't really played anybody. So where are you going to go with this game? Um, You know, I, I think I'm going to go Michigan. Um, I think they're going to go over. Um, Now, you know, they haven't really played anybody. You know, they played Hawaii, played Colorado State, played um, Connecticut. Um, this will be their first really true test because – you know, Merlin's offense is pretty decent, um, you know, but they haven't dealt with what Michigan's going to bring from the ground game either. So, you know, this is a game that, you know, you got to watch out for in, at times, um, you know, and they got J.J. McCarthy. He's the quarterback. He's Michigan fans have been wanting him, and now they got him. Um, you know, McNamara, McNamara got injured last week over against UConn. So now JJ is the receiver. So, um, I think Maryland will give them a little test early, but I don't think they'll be able to do much. Um, especially the defense, um, on Maryland's side, I think Michigan will just have too much. So I think Maryland goes over and wins this game by. So if it's 17, I, I think I'm going to go 18. So that'll be covering the spread. All right. So you said Maryland. You meant Michigan, right? Michigan. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to. I, I do that too. So, um, yeah, you meant Michigan's going to cover and win, right? Yeah, Michigan's going to cover and win this game. I I just don't think Maryland has the horses to to stay within, you know, two or three scores. Now early on it might be close um, because of Maryland's offense, but I think Michigan eventually will wear them down. Maryland does have a pretty good offense, and I do think that they're going to score more points on Michigan than what they have been giving up because they haven't been playing much. Um, so, you know, um, I, I'm, I mean, if the game's at the big house, I'm in agreement with you. I think Michigan is, is a much better team, and with that home crowd – um, you know, I, I feel like Michigan's probably going to cover this spread as well. So that's where I'm going to go with this one, too. Um, our, our next game we're going to talk about is a big one in the SEC this week. Um, Florida is going to Tennessee to play at Neyland. And 
The last point spread I seen was ten and a half. Do you have an updated point spread for me? Um, right now it's at it's at ten and a half. It stayed right where it's at. All right. So it opened at ten and a half on Tuesday that I seen. So well, ten, and, and so, something that's really interesting about this is, you know, there's been some injuries involved with Tennessee, and you know. They've still not moved that spread. Usually when you get an injury or two, a spread usually sometimes might go down. Right. They got a lot of faith in Tennessee to cover this. Um, they're not giving Florida any really opportunity to win this football game. No, the betters aren't. No, for sure. Mm-mm. It's, and you know, here's my thing about this game. Um, you know, Florida's going to run the football. Um, that's their staple right now. Um, I think they have enough backs to give Tennessee some fits up front. Um, I think Florida averages 212 rushing yards per game. Um, they've had 18 touch, or no, excuse me, eight touchdowns coming in. Um, but the big question I have is which Anthony Richardson is going to show up. Um, you know, I think they need to get the backs involved and do, they do. You know, for Anthony Richardson instead of trying to go downfield quite so much. But that's just me. You know, I'm gonna say this: Florida um, has no choice but to pass the ball in this game. Um, they can run the ball some, but they're gonna have to make some plays in the open field, make some throws downfield if they're going to beat Tennessee. Um, and I just don't see AR, Anthony Richardson, making those kind of plays to to win this football game, especially in Neyland Stadium. You know, college game day's there. Um, it's going to be a rowdy crowd. Um, it's a 3.30 kickoff CBS. So there's a lot at stake in this game, I think, for Tennessee. You look at it from another perspective, um, this is Tennessee's chance to go up to another level, to the next step. And I believe Tennessee gets it done. Um, and I think they cover the spread. Um, I think they do. Um, I just don't see Florida, um, being able to do what they want to do against a really good Tennessee team. Now, Anthony Richardson is going to have to make some throws, like I said. And if he can't make those throws, your Florida is not going to be able to do much because Tennessee. You know, they're going to, they're going to stuff out the run. They're going to try to figure out the stuff out the run and they're going to try to make Anthony Richardson beat him with his arm. And, and lately he's just not been able to do that. I'm in agreement with you on this one. Um, you know, the odd thing is, is Florida's won the last five. They beat Tennessee last year, 38 to 14. Um, and they've won the last five. And then if you go back way more than that, Florida's actually won 16 of the last 17 games in this series. I mean, that is a shocking number to think about. Wow. Florida has won 16 of the last 17 in this series. Tennessee has not even been competitive in this game for the last 17 years. Um, and like I said, despite Florida's problems last year, in this game, they handled um, Tennessee and their offense pretty well. Now, 
I'm in full agreement. They don't have the exact same team. They don't have the same coach. They lost a lot of their players to transfer. They got a new coach, brought some other ones in. So there's been a ton of change in Florida from last year. And, you know, they have. But, but the mind factor, the mind factor is, you know, you've lost so, these games to, to Florida. Right. And that can play a role too. You know, say for instance, we, I was on a space this morning and they were speaking on field position play. Um, Tennessee's punt, punt special teams has not been really good. They've almost had a couple of, um, punts blocked and that can make a major difference in a game. If Florida gets a punt block early in the game, um, gets a short field and goes up, you know, that can put in the mind, Oh, hey, Florida's in this game. We got to start playing football. You know what I mean? And, this is and this is one of those games, man. You know, Florida, Florida th- players they think they have the mindset over Tennessee. You know, that, that's the thing. It's it's a mindset thing. It's sort of like Kentucky and Tennessee, right? It's all about, the the other way around, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I just wanted to throw some of those numbers out on this one. You know, I do expect Tennessee. I think Tennessee has got the better team. I think they got a, the better offense. It's at home. It's ten and a half. Anthony Richardson is really going to have to have one stellar of a day. Their three backs are, you know, to combine their three backs is going to have to have over two hundred yards to stay competitive in this game. And, and Richardson is going to have to play like he did against Utah. Well, you know, um, Richardson, to, to be honest with you, if Richardson, if the backs don't do 200 yards and Richardson can't throw for 200 yards, it could be a blowout. Florida doesn't really have a chance in this game. I don't think. I think Tennessee's going to probably cover this spread. That's where I'm going to go with it, too. But I did want to bring up some interesting stats about this game. So we'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right, so our next game, this is going to be a game that, uh, you know, a lot of people probably would think we would be, you'd be surprised that we would talk about it, but we're going to go with Minnesota at Michigan State. You know, Michigan State's coming off of a loss last week to Washington. Uh, Minnesota has been playing really well. It's at, yes. it's at Michigan State. Min- Minnesota is favored two and a half over Michigan State, who is still ranked, by the way, at their house. You know, Minnesota is number two in the nation in total offense behind Ohio State, um, number one in time of possession, number two in rushing offense, number one in third down conversions, number seven in scoring. Um, number nine in yards per completion, and number four in first downs. Wow. And number two in the nation in, in total defense. Yeah, behind that's, James, that's behind some James pretty Madison. stellar numbers. And, you know, on the other side, you look at it, Michigan State did not play well last week against Washington, you know. No, they, they actually had, they actually were down, what, three touchdowns or more? They had a really bad pass defense last year, and, um, you know, last week they got hit for, I think, 400 yards by Michael Penix, um, former Indiana transfer. And, you know, the running game wasn't really good either. Um, so, you know, 
this Michigan State team seems like they're up and down. Um, you know, Minnesota hasn't played anybody either. You know what I mean? They played New Mexico State, Western Illinois, and Colorado. I mean, that's that's a lot. That's a lot lineup. Right. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna go with Minnesota. I don't trust um, Michigan State right now. Um, I think Michigan State will play better than it did against Washington. But I think Minnesota will have the time of possession battle. I think they'll win some throws downfield, and I think they'll just do enough to win this football game. And I want to go with Minnesota in the upset for 30, 30 <coughs> excuse me, well, 32 to 28. That's a, I mean, I is is the line still favored for Minnesota in this game? It is, and, and based on and based on the line, you gotta you gotta look at it. You know, Minnesota is a favorite, um, but I feel like Michigan State is the favorite based on them being the home team and being higher ranked, which they're not really – they're not ranked in the top 25, actually, Michigan State ain't. Did they fall out? They fell out, yeah, but they're, they're ranked higher, I think, than Minnesota. Okay. So I look at this more or less like an upset deal, um, and I think Minnesota's going to get it done this weekend. And it's went up to three, the point spread has. Oh, it's three points. I mean, it's three you know, that is, that is a very strange line. I mean, um, Minnesota or Michigan State had such a great year last year. Um, I think they wound up 11 and three, um, last year. And, you know, Mel Tucker has done a pretty stand up job in recruiting. And, and getting players in there, and he's done a great job. Now, they have had some trouble on defense, and they had some trouble on defense last year. And if you remember in the um, prediction shows that we did, I, I, I gave some stats for Michigan State, and defensively, you know, it, it's it's a miracle actually that Michigan State had the season that they had last year, um, and and it's starting to show up. And you might be right. I mean, Minnesota has a really good offense, and you know maybe and they got a they got a Kentucky boy too, Tanner Morgan. Yeah, maybe maybe they go into you know PJ Fleck has done an a, amazing job there, and there's a couple of job openings that's up and I it's it really shocks me that PJ Flex name doesn't come up for some of those um I you know it is me too honestly I, I'm gonna be you know it's it's kind of a shocking deal to me that PJ Flex name does not come up for the for the Nebraska job I'm just being honest with you it's uh he's done an amazing job there at Minnesota I mean, Minnesota before PJ Fleck got there was a doormat. Honestly. It was. I mean, they were a doormat, and and yeah, I'm not one, and, and I'm not trying to like be mean to them at all or nothing, but they were a doormat, and and he's done an amazing job at Minnesota, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with you and take and take. Uh, Minnesota and take the three points, and and we'll see how this game goes. I don't, you know, it's it's kind of shocking to me that that the even the betting line is in favor of Minnesota. 
So our next game we're going to talk about, we're going to stay in the Big Ten, and we're going to go with Wisconsin at Ohio State this week. You know, Wisconsin got beat a couple of weeks ago by a Washington State team at home. Um, and Washington State has a new coach. It was only the second game of his tenure. And now they're going to Ohio State, who has, I don't even think it's, you know, you can argue it. I think they pretty much have the best offense in the country right now. So uh, the line that I've seen, it opened up at 17 and a half. Has it moved on us? Uh, I think it's like 16, I believe. Um, it's a 16. No, it's 19. 19. It moves, I think it moved up, I think, two two spots, maybe three. Okay. What do you think about this game? Um, I don't trust Wisconsin. You know, they lost to, to Washington State, in which they did a really good job, though. They, they held – um, Cameron Ward and that offense down, but they just couldn't get no offense together. Right. Um, they only scored 14 points. And their defense played really well. Um, the big thing in this game is how are they going to stop CJ Stroud and company? You know, they're, you know, I think the Badgers will play well. Um, I think they'll do, they'll do some things on defense. They'll make some plays downfield, but, I just think this Ohio State defense is a lot better than they was last year. And I think they're going to give Wisconsin some trouble, especially offensively. And Wisconsin's not the best offense. Granted, you know, they're they're more of a defensive-minded team, but they do run the football, Wisconsin does. They That's usually been, do, yeah. been their M.O., you know. They had Monte, Monte Ball for that one time. Um, Melvin Gordon, they had, they had a really good running back in Ron Dane a few years like long time ago, back in the 90s. So they've had some good running backs, but I don't think it's going to be enough to defeat Ohio State in the in the shoe. This is a game that I see being over by the third quarter. Um, I just don't see Wisconsin hanging in this football game. But this will be Ohio State's first test that they've truly had beyond Notre Dame. Um, so – I'm going to go 20. I think Ohio State wins this by 20, and I think they cover. Yeah, you know, I, I after seeing Wisconsin's offense struggling the way it has, I just don't see how they can possibly stay pace with Ohio State's offense. Um, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., I don't know if you've seen the tiptoe catch he made last week or not. But, I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. Did you see a replay of that? Oh, yeah, I seen it. The one towards the back of the end zone? Yes. You know, it, was, where he, it was a nice catch. Yeah. Where, he, where he had to get a foot down before he's out of bounds, you know. I mean, is an absolutely beautiful catch. Um, I just wanted to throw that out there. Everybody's talking about C.J. Stroud. But I'm going to tell you right now, Marvin Harrison Jr. is a player. And... You know, I think I think he might be one of the top receivers in the country, um, in my mind. Um, I've seen him make a few catches already this year that are just spectacular. Um, 
So, I, you know, I'm going to go with Ohio State. I'm going to take the points and go with Ohio State in this game. I just don't see how I, how I could do it any other way. Our next game we're going to talk about, um, we're going to go to the Big 12, and, and Baylor is going to Iowa State. This is an interesting game, too. It's uh, Iowa State is favored at home. It opened at two and a half. Is it still? Are they still in favor? Um, it's uh, let's see here. Having to load it up here. Let's see, two and a half Iowa State. Yeah, that's what it opened at. Was two and a half. I'll tell. I'll say this about this game. Um, if Iowa State wins, it will be their first four and start since two thousand. And you remember who they had back in them days? Gosh, no, I don't. Troy, Troy Davis, the running back. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, when everybody thought going into the year that Deckers, um, you know, he was taking over at quarterback for um, Purdy. He was replacing Purdy, and everybody didn't really know what to expect. But, you know, he's he's done really well, you know. And Iowa State's defense, they've, they've only allowed 300 yards. Allowed less than 300 yards um, to the past two opponents besides Iowa. And what's a good sign about this Cyclones team is they've had trouble beyond Iowa in non-conference play, and they've took care of business. Um, Matt Campbell, he's built a program there. He, he's doing really well. Um, you know, the Bears have won in Ames. They're six and four. Um, the last three meetings have been decided by, by a total of 11 points. Um, and Iowa State has won the past two games in Ames. This ain't a blowout. Um, this Iowa State team's really good. Um, Baylor's re- really good. What worries me about Baylor is their game against BYU. Remember that? Yeah, uh, a couple of weeks they, ago, yeah. I gave up quite a bit of points, and their defense isn't known for that. Their defense is a lot better than that. I just, I don't, I don't trust them on the road, um, like I do when they play at home. So I think I'm going to take the points, and Iowa State wins this by a field goal. All right. Well, you know, this is one of those games. It's going to be, you know, I, I think it's going to be a tight game. It's going to be close. Um, it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. Baylor. You're right. He usually has his his group playing all over the field on defense, and and they hit. And they're one of the more physical teams in the Big 12 on defense. They have been. You know, they were last year. And I think they're going to have to get back to that if they're going to have the success that they think, you know, everybody thought they were going to have. You know, preseason, Baylor was a popular pick to win the Big 12. Um, You know, you look at all the media stuff and and the magazines and everything, you know, they were a popular pick to win the Big 12. A loss, a loss Saturday, and that goes out the window. Yeah, you know, so. Possibly. You know, so. Baylor's got to step up, and and it's not going to be an easy task, uh, it at Ohio at Iowa State, 
you know, on Saturday. So I'm going to go, you know, I went with them with BYU too, I believe, and lost that game as well. So I'm going to go with them again this time and pick them to cover the spread at least. And we'll see how that turns out for me. <laughs> lately, lately it hasn't. <laughs> You're right. You're right. All right. So this next game we're going to talk about, we're going back to the SEC. And, man, oh, man, what a mess Auburn is right now. Yeah, they're, they're having problems. Yeah. Um, so Missouri is going to Auburn. And I don't know if it's still that because there's been some injury news and everything else this week, but it opened up. It opened up at six and a half. Is it seven Auburn? It moved up one. Yep. Wow. Well, I'm really shocked that it is, to be honest. Well, so TJ Finley is out of this game. He has a shoulder injury. Um, and I don't know if you've seen it earlier, but today, um, Calzon, Calzada, whatever his name is, he is undergoing surgery and he's he's lost for the season. They're down to a freshman quarterback and Robbie Ashford. Yeah, that's who they're down to. So, and listen to this. This is what this is what's killing Auburn. Between Finley and Ashford, they've just thrown two touchdowns and six picks in the last three games. Wow. Turnovers are killing them. They can't keep the chains moving. Um, they are controlling the clock, but at the same time, they're making mistakes. Well, I mean, Tanks Bigs, Big, Bigsby only had 39 yards last week. He did, he did, and the defensive backs are not doing enough either by getting in the backfield. That's another problem, and it's just it's not even the players either. It's coaching. It's all the way down to coaching. Um, you know, and at some point, something's got to break. Um, you know, even on Missouri's side, they've struggled. You know, they went to Kansas State and lost pretty big. You know, I think they did. And I, I don't and, know how to and Eli it. Drinkwitz is, you know, it, I think this is the season that's going to be kind of a telltale for him as well. So this is yeah. a this is a big game for both of these coaches and schools. It is, and I'll say this. I think Auburn's not going to do too much Saturday. I think they're just going to do the simple things. They're not going to force a lot of things. Um, I just think what they should do Saturday is hand the ball off to Tank Bigsby and let him do what he does because Missouri's defense is not real good. Right. And if Missouri and if Auburn can take care of business here, I think they can – you know, maybe win a couple more games because their schedule is really rough after Missouri. And if they lose this game, I, I told somebody today, heads are going to roll. Yeah. You, lose, you lose to Penn State, that's one thing. Penn State's up there in the top 25. They're they're, they're a, a predominantly dominant team, and they have a lot of tradition. And, and it's one thing to lose to them pretty big. But you lose to a team like Missouri – at, and at your house, and at your house, heads are going to spin. And I don't know how to take this game. I don't know how to how to call it. 
But I think I'm going to do this. I'm just going to say Auburn, I'm going to take the points, and Auburn covers. I don't know the score. I don't want to give a score because I don't know <laughs> – I don't know if either offense can move the football on each other. I I don't either. I mean this this might be one of those games. It's like seventeen thirteen or something. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I, I just know that there's a lot of issues at Auburn. There's a lot of coaching, um, carousel movement. You know, there, there's just some issues down there, and, and I just feel for the fans because that's one of the most passionate fan bases in America. And, and they're having to deal with this. I talked to a fan this week. Um, he's a big Auburn fan and he told me that a lot of people have already given their tickets away for this weekend. Um, and that's not normal in Auburn. No, absolutely um, not. You know, that, that's not a normal thing. So Auburn needs to take care of Benson and win this football game because if they don't, like I said, heads will roll and they will spin. And I don't know what, what will happen after. Sunday morning. Harson might not even have a job Sunday morning. It's possible if they lose this game Saturday. Yeah, it, this is a game they need they have to win. Because if they don't win this game, Auburn's gonna be what? Two two and two? Yeah. Uh, two and two, and then they got the schedule coming up that they got. I just don't see them getting any I don't see them finding really five wins to, to even get to a or six to get to a bowl game. No, without this game, I don't think they can even get to a bowl game. You know, I'm going to be there with you on this one, man. You know, Missouri is not the best team either, you know, and they're having some issues. Now, I will say they have a freshman running back that Auburn better be ready for. Um, he's a five-star kid, and... I've seen him play a couple of games, and he looks – I mean, he's a freshman, and but he looks really, really stout. Um, and Auburn better be ready for him, I can tell you that. I have – I lived in Alabama for about five years. I have a lot of friends who are Auburn fans. And, I mean – the rivalry between Auburn and Alabama is real, is all I'm going to tell you. And, you know, their Auburn fans are, are proud, and, you know, they, they love their team. They love their football. And I'm going to tell you right now, they're going through a, a rough time right now, and I'm going to be pulling for them. I'm going to pick Auburn to win this game and cover the, the, the spread even though I think it is really a toss-up, I think that's what Auburn needs to do, and I expect them to do at home against a Missouri team. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right, so my, my next, the next game we're going to talk about, we're going to stay in the SEC, and this game's Arkansas at Texas A&M. And... Uh, it opened a two-and-a-half-point favorite for Texas A&M. Is that where it still is? John, you there? Oh, I, yeah. I had it on mute. That was oh. my fault. Um, Arkansas um, is a two-point underdog. Two-point underdog? Yeah, and this game kind of <laughs> – 
you know, last year it was kind of a, a low score and a fire. Um, this year I look for it to be different. Um, Arkansas secondary is not real good right now. Um, you know, last week, um, Missouri State lit them up. Um, you know. But Texas A&M offensive has been almost nil. So They have, know. and that's the thing. You just don't know what to expect, especially in a game of this magnitude and rivalry game. Um, I think my biggest thing, I think the penalties are going to come into effect in this game. You know, Arkansas is the most penalized team in the SEC. They've been flagged for 81 yards per game. And where where you got an evenly matched game, I think something like that will, will play a role. Field position will play a role. Um, and this is a better offense that Texas A&M is going to face, and they faced Miami. Um, this is a must-win game for Texas A&M. If they want any shot at – when in the West, like they, that was their goal to start the season. And a loss like this, and it pretty much dooms that. Well, they um, haven't lost in the SEC yet, but they haven't. But when you got yeah. Alabama coming up and a lot of, and some, te- some harder games, you got to win this one. And, you know, I, I think this is going to be a shootout. Um, I just think, you know, Arkansas secondary is not real good, which they do. Get back Miles Slusher this week, which will be a big major factor in that secondary. But Arkansas is struggling right now on defense, especially. And I think this will be a shootout. Um, so I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Arkansas this week. I think Arkansas steps it up. I think they play better than they did against Missouri State. And I think they get it together in Jerry's world. And take care of business, but I don't think it'll be much more than five or six points. I think this is going to be, I think this is going to be the game of the night. Um, there's a lot of games on this week that we can look at, but this, this game right here is one of my favorites in the SEC this week. Yeah. I mean, I kind of agree with that. You know, this is one of those games, you know, I haven't been big on Texas A&M so far and I'm pretty sure you know that. <laughs> um, you know, they yeah. just, I mean, I, I don't know. Their offense is embarrassing. I mean, it's honestly. A, it's anemic is what it is. I mean, it's embarrassing. And for a team that has the talent that they do, they have one offensive star, mm-hmm. and that's Smith, their wide receiver. And outside of him, I mean, they basically have nothing. I mean, they haven't been able to do anything. I mean, even last week, I know they won the game against Miami, but you know Miami, Miami, Miami Miami's problem was they didn't have an offense. Well, Miami it's, drove to the red zone what five, six times. They yeah, just, and, they, and they stalled. Yeah, right. they just they just couldn't get it in the end zone. But and that's not going to happen with Arkansas. Arkansas, right. and they, but they but Miami was moving the ball on them and got to the to the um, red zone. And Texas A&M does have a stellar defense. I'm not going to say that they don't. And their defense will probably keep them in the game. Um, you know, it's just, is Texas A&M offense going to be able to exploit, exploit Arkansas's back four? 
because yeah. because Arkansas's linebackers and front are actually pretty good. They are. They're really good up front. Yeah. You know, what? where Arkansas is struggling is their back four. And I just don't see Texas A&M being able to exploit, exploit that unless – I want to say it's Aeneas or Anias. Is it Aeneas or Anias? Anias. Uh, Anias. An- unless Max Johnson explodes with Anias Smith this week in their back, you know, I, you know, I, that's the only way. And you might be right because he is a great receiver. And, you know, this might be the one game where they, you know, start putting it together and you know maybe they maybe they do come out and score 34 points and win this game uh, and you was talking about being a shootout it's just right now it is so hard for me to even fathom that Texas A&M could possibly put up 21 points yeah that that's the thing though but you got to consider you know Arkansas secondary is not really good and Max Johnson's going to find you know, areas that he can exploit. And, and they got the receivers to do it. And I just think, you know, this game is one of those games that I think Texas A&M will break out because of the way Arkansas is aligned, especially in the secondary. Well, Arkansas is definitely going to put up more than 21 points. I, I mean, yeah, I, I just – Miami, I hate to, I hate to say this. Um, Miami's not a bad football team. That's not what I'm trying to say. Arkansas is just a better offensively-minded football team. They got a better quarterback. Um, they got a better running back in Rocket Sanders. Their running um, back is le- one of the leaders in the country right now. That's what I'm saying. It's it's not that Miami's not real good. It's just Miami's inconsistent offensively, and Arkansas is more consistent offensively. And I think that's where you're going to see Texas A&M struggle defensively against a really good Arkansas um, offense. I'm I'm tell, I'm going with Arkansas in this game. I've I've been thinking it all week long. I know that you are right. I mean, this is a humongous game for Texas A&M at home um, for them to be able. To, Jerry's World. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's at Jerry's World. Uh, You're it's right. actually it's really a home game for them because it's it right is. There. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's considered a home game, but it's in it's in well, it's, Jerry's yeah. World. Yeah. Um, but and I don't like calling it Jerry's World. Let's call it Cowboy Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's you know. So I I'm going with Arkansas in this game, and I, I'm just going to make Texas A&M prove to me that they can have some kind of offense. That's all here I'm going to say. Here he goes. Here he goes again. <laughs> I just, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been saying it for a few weeks now, so we'll see. And if it, and it does come to fruition with you, I might have to jump on the train. Because <laughs> I believe eventually, as an offense, you're eventually going to have that game where you're just going to break out. And I think it will happen this week. But I, do I think they'll win? I don't think they'll win, no. But do I think their offense can get together this week and get it together? Yes, I do. All right, so our next game, we're going to stay in Texas, um, and we're going to go with Texas going to Texas Tech. 
And the line that I've seen on this game is Texas favored by five and a half with their backup QB still because Ewers is still hurt from the Alabama game. Um, so what, what's, what do you say about this game? Um, I did not like how Texas Tech played against NC State Saturday night. It was not, it was not real good. You know, the defense wasn't really good at times. Um, the offense was inconsistent, but they do have the defense to keep this a football game. Um, you know, I think the run D is second best in the Big 12. Um, the passing attack leads the conference. You know, Texas is going to have a grind in this game, more or less. Um, this is not going to be an easy game, and I think Quinn Ewers is going to – they said he's expected to dress this week. So I'm not sure if he'll actually step in and, and play any at all. I doubt that he will. Him, they called him out four weeks, but that was last week. I don't know. Yeah. I think Texas wins this game, but I think it's going to be a struggle. You know, you, you look at last week with Texas. They they had a time with UTSA early on, and then they just finally decided to play football, and they and they won the football game. But Texas Tech is not UTSA. This is a rivalry game. Um, you know, I think the difference though will be Texas's offense compared to Texas Tech's offense. I think Texas Tech's offense right now, they're good, but they're very inconsistent. And I think that's what's going to be the difference in this football game. I think Texas wins this game. Um, and I think the spread was somewhere in um, – It opened at five and a half. It opened at five and a half. I think Texas Tech um, – it's seven. It's seven, Texas. It's seven so think, for Texas. I'm, I'm just going to take the points and say, you know, Texas wins this game, but it's going to be a grinded out type game. I don't think it's going to be, you know, one blow after the other. I think it's going to be a, you know, a teeth grinder, you know, in the Big 12. Yeah, you know, Texas has still got a lot of talent, and they do have a talented backup as well. He come into the Alabama game and held his own, um, you know, and they have one of the better running backs in the country. And I just expect – I'm not really all that sold on Texas Tech. Um, Texas showed me that they can play some defense again against Alabama. And I'm expecting to see that this week, and I'm going to take Texas in the points as well. So then we're going to go to the ACC. And the game we're going to talk about in the ACC is going to be Clemson goes to Wake Forest this week. It's it's at Wake, and the last I seen, Clemson is actually favored by six and a half. What's the line? Seven and a half now. Seven and a half. And this is a very emotional week, too. You know, their their defensive tackle, Brian Brissy, he lost his sister in a tragic accident. Um, And this is going to be an emotional game for Clemson. You know, um, they've been wearing shirts and stuff in honor of his sister. And I think that's an amazing thing. 
Um, so this this will be an emotional game for them um, on the road. But another thing to look at at this, it's at Truist Field in Winston-Salem. It's at Wake Forest. And Clemson's defense has been really good. They've been suffocating. But they haven't seen an offense like Wake Forest's yet. No, they sure have. Wake Forest and, has got a really good offense. And their and quarterback the is, is great. And the Demon Deacons, you know, I think what's going to happen, I think the pass will be fine. I just don't think they're going to be able to run the ball in this front four, Clemson. I think if if Wake Forest is going to win this football game, they're going to have to make some plays through the air. Um, you know, Clemson's won 13 straight in this series and 15 of the last 17. Ain't that crazy? That's an amazing stat. Yeah. And, you know, I think the defense will get it together this week. Um, they gave up quite a bit of yards to Louisiana Tech, um, but it, it didn't matter. Late, it came late in the game when the game was out of reach too, though. So um, against Clemson, so I think this will, I think this game will be tight early. Um, I think you'll see some momentum swings go in Wake Forest's favor. I think Hartman will make some plays. Um, they'll get the receivers involved. But at the end of the day, I think Clemson wins this game and they go over the points. Um, I think they win this game by at least 12 or 13, um, even though it's at Wake Forest. I just think that Clemson has better athletes on defense than Wake has on their defense. And I think even though DJ struggles, I think Clemson has enough defense to hold Wake out compared to Clemson's offense or Wake's defense stopping Clemson's offense. Well, you know, running through these, it seems like we're on the same page with most of these this week because that's kind of where I'm at too. I mean, Wake Forest does have a great offense, and Sam Hartman is a really good quarterback, and he probably will hear his name on NFL Draft Day next year. Um, I, I do expect that. He is a, a great quarterback. They have a good offense. They're going to put up some points, even though it is Clemson and their great defense. Um, it's at home. They will put up some points. But I am taking Clemson and the points in this game. I just think um, DJ has been playing a little bit better this year, their quarterback. And I do expect – Clemson to go in there and probably win this by 10 to 14 points. That's where I'm at as well. So then we're kind of going to stay in the ACC in this, in this game. Notre Dame goes to you to UNC goes to North Carolina and plays at North Carolina this week. And the, I seen it. It's, it was a pick em game. Is it still a pick em game? Uh, yes. So, you know, Notre Dame, who has... Oh, actually, it's not. It it moved up UNC one and a half, so they're giving UNC a little home home there. Okay. Uh, usually you get three points for being home a lot of times, so... Right. Well, so, okay, UNC by one and a half um, over Notre Dame at home. What do you Bruce say? May, I'll tell you. The kid's playing outstanding. Um, he's doing really well this year. He's he's broke 
some records against App State and these other teams. I think, you know, they get Josh Downs back, the wide receiver from North Carolina, the one that had a shoulder injury early in the year. So this is, you know, he's getting some weapons back. I'm not so sure Notre Dame can stop their offense. Um, and I'm not so sure Notre Dame can move the football against a bad defense. Notre Dame's offense is really not good. Um, you know, you saw that against Marshall. They, they just couldn't get nothing together. And if, if they're struggling against Marshall, you know, Notre well, they, they didn't look great last week against California. No, and against, which I, I'm not saying North Carolina's defense is not really good. No, their defense is not good. I'm looking good. at it from a perspective of Notre Dame's offense is very inconsistent. And if, if they can't move the football, that's trouble because North Carolina can. And I wouldn't be shocked if North Carolina put this game out of reach by the fourth quarter. That's a pretty big statement. I mean, it is. And, and it's not so much that I don't, that I trust North Carolina. It's just I don't trust Notre Dame right now. So that means if, if Notre Dame goes to North Carolina and loses, they're going to start the season one and three. And there's a great chance I read earlier in the week that Notre Dame could start out one and eight with the schedule that they got. I mean, you go and look at their schedule after this game and, you know, and look at, and and look at the way their, their opponents are playing. I mean, you know, they play Syracuse. Well, Syracuse is three and an O, three and O, you know, USC. Yeah. They play USC later in the season. They play Clemson. Uh, Stanford. Stanford won't be an easy game, even though Stanford's down. You know, it's always a rivalry game. Right. You know, so, I mean, there's maybe a couple of wins in there, but I'm telling you right now, Notre Dame, this is a game that Notre Dame needs to go and play some defense and fight and win this game. Now, you know, that's that's something big for them to have to go do because North Carolina has a great offense. Um. Drake May, you are absolutely right. I mean, he is tearing it up so far. Um, I think he's got over a thousand yards. He's got eleven TDs, one interception. Is that right? I want to say he has one interception, but I, I mean, think I think it may be one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and I mean, they're scoring points all over the field. <laughs> From from everywhere and 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 Notre Dame has majorly struggled to score points against Ohio State. Yes, to open the season, but then they played Marshall and California. And California wasn't much better than Marshall. Right, and. You know, and Notre Dame, they struggled. I mean, Ohio State, they struggled to score points. But yet when we do this pod, what will happen is Notre Dame will come out and they'll be on fire. That's that's just how it works. And they're down there. Their starting quarterback is gone, too. The one yeah, that's, that's, that's another big issue. And, you know, the thing about it is they got a really good tight end and mayor, and they got some really nice, solid pieces at wide receiver. 
they just can't they can't move the football. There's just there's just not no contraction to to move it up and down the field and be consistent. Well, if you're going North Carolina, I'm going to be different and go with Notre Dame. I got to have one or two games in here where I'm trying to catch up to you. But I'm going to tell you right now, Notre Dame's going to have to play really well to go into North Carolina and win this game. I'm in agreement. All right, so our next game, man, this is we're, is this a is this a basketball yeah, game? That's what you know. Our next game, we're going to talk about a basketball game. No, I'm just kidding. All right, so it's Duke at Kansas. And ain't, ain't it wild? Kansas or Duke? One of these teams is going to come out of here four and zero. Yeah, just just for the record, both of these schools are three and zero. And before the season started. This was one of those games that people were looking at and making fun of, and we even was on our preseason. Yeah, and, you know, and talking and talking about like, you know, which team was going to be zero and four and all this other stuff. You know, well, both of these teams are three and zero, and one of these teams is going to leave four and zero. It is at Kansas, and it opened as an eight and a half point spread in favor of Kansas. That- I'm not – I don't like that. Yeah, it's eight. It's seven, I think, or eight. I think it's eight. I just don't see this game being a low-scoring game, you know. The defense is not doing a really good job stopping on third-down attempts, Kansas. And Duke's got a really good offense. Um, you know, Mike Elko, the former Texas A&M defensive coordinator, and um, Riley Leonard – and the passing game have been really good. Um, here's how I see this game going. I think Kansas wins this game, but neither team is going to be able to stop one another. Oh, it'll um, be high scoring. I mean, Duke Kansas is... To, Duke won't be able to stop Kansas's running game. Kansas won't be able to stop Duke's passing game. But I think the home team in the booth, they call it the booth, it's going to be sold out. It's a sold out crowd in Kansas. Yeah. When was the last time you heard that? Uh, so they've had two sell out crowds in the last 13 years at Kansas. This is the that's, second. That's, this that's, is the, that's, that's a remarkable thing. That this is the second sell out crowd that they've had in 13 years. So. That tells you something. Are, are you picking them to cover the spread? I, I think they're going to cover it. I think I'm going to take the points. Um, I think this is going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Um, I'm kind of disappointed game day. You didn't go there, but I understand the whole Tennessee-Florida thing. It's a SEC game, you know, bigger opponent, I guess. But this is an underrated game to watch. If you're, if you're just a fan of seeing teams improve and seeing teams – get back to where they want to be, this is a game to watch. And I agree with you. I mean, both of these teams, John, last year, the combined record for these teams was 5-19. and 19. That's hard to believe. And I tell you, the coach for Kansas, Leopold, yeah, he's Francis already Leopold. he's already getting job offers. Yeah, he's getting, look, he's getting looks places. This is a really well balanced team that you know they're not penalized much. Um, they run the football well, um, so this is going to be a fun game to watch. If you like offense, this is your game. 
it is going to be a fun game to watch. And who would have thought it? I mean, to be honest with you, um, Duke has a has a brand new coach. Um, you know, like I said, the combined record of these teams were was five and nineteen last year. I think Leopold, you know, you're talking about him getting job offers and stuff all of a sudden. Well, I mean, his his combined record is five and ten at Kansas. But he went two and ten last year. Uh and that was his first year. This is just his second year as the coach there. Um you know it's just amazing to think about. And I think they have a pretty good opportunity at home to start this season out four and oh if you go look at the Big Twelve standings today, Kansas is the leader in the Big Twelve. This ain't basketball, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty amazing. So anyway, I'm going to take the points and take Kansas as well in this game. And it's just a wild game to kind of a fun game to talk about. So, all right. So our last game, this is number 12 for us. Our last game we're going to talk about is uh, USC at Oregon State. This uh, is one of those games. I think it's a six and a half point favorite for USC. This is one of those games that USC does not need to, you know, sleepwalk through. Um, Oregon State's got a really good offense. They're going to put points on the board. Um, USC's defense is not real good, um, you know, but their offense is versatile. Um, they got a really good piece in Travis Dye. Um, you know, I think the the biggest difference in this game is going to be Caleb Williams. I think he makes a difference. I think USC's got better skill guys than what Oregon State does. But at the end of the day, I think USC wins this. But this is a game that worries me if I'm a USC fan because Oregon State is not an easy place to play. Corvallis is a hard place to play. You know, we've seen a lot of teams go in there and lose as top-ranked opponents. So this is one of those games that USC needs to have its head on a swivel and not not get behind because the crowd will get into it. But I think, you know, I'm going to take the points. Um, I'm going to take USC by seven. I think they'll cover the spread. Um, but it won't be it won't be an easy game. This will be USC's first big test. You know, you're talking about USC's defense is not that good. They are second to last in the Pac-12. Um, you know, yes, they've been winning, and yes, their offense looks really good, and Caleb Williams looks great, and they have tons of weapons on the offense. Um, so, you know, but they've played Stanford, and who else have they played? I'm trying to think a couple of I think it's I think it's Fresno State. Yeah. You know, they really haven't played too many great teams so far. Um, and they've and, dominated. They've, dom- they've done what good teams do, and they've dominated the competition. I mean, they gave up 28 points to Stanford. Stanford really doesn't have that great of a team. Um, you know, so I think Oregon State is a better team than Stanford. I mean, I do as well. I think, or- I, I think Oregon State, we, we even talked about in the preseason projections, 
that Oregon State was a team, a sleeper to watch in the pack in the Pac-12. Yeah, you know, they are. I mean, Oregon State has a pretty good team. They have a good offense, and USC's um, struggle is on defense. And you know, this is a I, game. I think beyond this game, if they win this game, um, USC they won't really have a test until they until they play Utah. Right. Utah will be their next big test. Yeah, you know, this is a game. You know, I, I think USC is going to win this game. I'm just, I'm not a hundred percent sold on it. So what I'm going to do with this game is, I'm going to pick Oregon State to cover, and and we'll go with that. I I just don't. Feel confident you're not, you're not picking the, You're not picking the upset. No, I'm not going to pick the upset. No, you're trying to you're trying to convince me, aren't you? <laughs> I want to. I want to pick too. the upset. I do too. This is a game that I I wanted to pick, but I just I think Caleb Williams and the offense that they got is a little bit better than what Oregon State has. I'm I'm just going to pick them to cover is what I'm going to do. So we'll stick with that, and it'll still be different than what you got. So we'll have a, two or three games that are different because most of this we kind of went through and kind of done the same uh, this week. So just trying to pick a couple I that to, I can maybe be a little different for. I wanted to do a quick bonus. Um, the Louisville-South Florida game. Um, Louisville – South having, Florida ran all over Florida last they week. They did, and, and and that's the one thing I'm concerned with with Louisville because Florida State did what they wanted to, and this is a game that, that worries me as a little – if I'm a Louisville fan, you know, if you lose this game, does Satterfield keep his job? That's a very good question. I don't know about that. I'm not South, sure. Which it's at Louisville. Um, you know, Louisville's favorite, I think, by 14, 14 and a half, I think, 13. Yeah, they're, they're favorite around It's a game to, to watch because the quarterback for South Florida is really good. Um, he ran all over Florida. Um, he, he had a field day. Didn't they and, have, four, didn't they have 400 and some yards? Yeah, it was like 400 and something yards. Yeah, rushing. I'm pretty sure it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, and his name's Jerry, Jerry Bohannon. Jerry Bohannon is, is an athletic quarterback, and I think he's going to give Louisville some fits. But I'm going to take Louisville in this game, but this is a game to watch from a coaching perspective. If Louisville ends up losing this game, does Satterfield have a job by the season? By the se- hey, by there's the- another game tonight. Tonight. Um, West Virginia goes and is playing Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. In Blacksburg West tonight, is a one point favorite, and West Virginia is uh, a one point favorite in and Blacksburg. And the reason why you're talking about coaches and, and Satterfield being on the hot seat, well, the same thing can be said for Neil Brown. And I'm a Neil Brown fan. I hate to hear that, but it, the truth is he hasn't done what was expected of him in West Virginia, and you know, um, tonight in Blacksburg is a big, big game for Neil Brown in West Virginia. I think if West Virginia wins this game tonight, I think Neil Brown's job's safe for another week or two. 
Yeah, I do too if he wins. But if he goes to – because Virginia Tech has fallen way off. Yeah, you um, know, they lost to James Madison early in the year. Old Dominion, wasn't it? Oh, Old Dominion, yeah, that's I right. I think it was Old Dominion, I believe. You know, but, yes, I hear what you're saying there. I mean, they're, they used to be in the same conference. I don't know if they still are or not. But, <laughs> no. Yeah, but anyway, so, you know, Virginia Tech has fallen off way, way. I mean, they're not anywhere near what people think of Virginia Tech with uh, Frank Beamer there and all of his players and, you know, Michael Vick. and Which know. they got a good coach in Brent Fry, Fry but – it's going to take him some time to to get the get the players that he wants in there. You know, he they left Virginia Tech in a in a mess. Well, I'm just saying, um, week four, West Virginia's lost a couple of games. I mean, you know, they they're one of the teams that lost to Kansas in an overtime. Um, and should have won. And should have won. Yeah, you know, and uh, and you know was beat at the last drive basically at Pittsburgh um, with a pick six basically and you know they've been in games and had chances to win and just hasn't had you know hadn't done it yet um, and this they game make, they make crucial mistakes at crucial times yeah and this game is an absolute must they cannot go to Blacksburg and let Virginia Tech beat them after Virginia Tech losing to Old Dominion earlier this year. I mean, it just can't happen. So, I so those are a couple of bonus games. I'm not picking any winners in these two games. So we're just, just talking about them because there's some dire needs for coaches and for teams in these games. Um, but uh, we ran through them all, and uh, – had a little fun at this. Maybe. I'm excited. I'm excited about week four, man. You know, I'll be at the UK game this weekend. Um, they play Northern Illinois. Um, so um, I'm going to try to keep up with the um, scores as we go. And, we'll, and we should have a pod after all the games Saturday night. Um, I'm, this might be a this might be one of those times where we have a road road podcast <laughs> yeah yeah we might do something like that late it'll be late after the games um on saturday night and maybe do a live that's kind of what we're thinking i just want chaos we haven't had chaos yet in college football you know we've had we've had a few upsets here Wait a second. you don't count you don't count three sunbelt teams beating well I, that's chaos i agree right. i'm talking i'm talking top five top 15 top i, I just want to see I want to see about eight or nine upsets this weekend. Well, now, hold on. Kentucky's in the top ten, Daggum. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying in general, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not talking about our boys, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, we can't be wishing all that because that's, I mean, you know, we're playing Northern Illinois. It's at home. This should be a game that we can handle. So we're. Should be, yeah. Yeah, should be. So, but you 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 never know when the you know when the kickoff starts how teams are going to play. So, you know, like I said a couple of weeks ago, three Sun Belt teams went in and beat what Nebraska, Notre Dame, and Texas A and M. Yeah, I look at it from a perspective that you know Nebraska wasn't really good. Um, still, it's a big win for the Sun Belt, but 
you know, you're you're not expected, you know, to beat Texas A&M. You're, Texas A&M is supposed to win. Notre Dame's supposed to win. Um, you know, I, I just think that I wouldn't say it's K, them three was chaos. I just think it was. I don't know how to explain it, to be it honest. Definitely eye raise, eyebrow raising. Yeah, it, it it wasn't really chaos. Chaos to me is ten or twelve teams losing in the same day. You mean like top twenty five? Top twenty five, yeah. Yeah. All right, so we'll we'll try to do a live um, on Saturday night. We do have a interview lined up for tomorrow night. We're gonna make a post. Yes, sir. Night. That's I was wanting to get to that. Yeah, we do have an interview lined up for tomorrow night. His name is Chick, uh, Jacob Davis. Um, he is a media guy with Arkansas. Arkansas football. He 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 works for Arkansas Fight. Um, he's the host of Hog Talk. Um, we're going to get his thoughts on Texas A&M Arkansas, and then I think we're just going to get his takes on some of the games this weekend. Yeah, we'll we'll run through at least some of the SEC games this weekend and maybe a couple of the top two or three games with him um, and just do uh, a little bit of fun. He he should know the Arkansas and, and the Texas A&M game uh, really well. We kind of went through it ourselves earlier, but it'd be interesting to see what his thoughts are going to be um, since he's so close to the team and, and yeah, stuff. From, from an Arkansas perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we're, we'll be posting that tomorrow evening. Look for it somewhere around maybe. 